Did you stay up uh, past midnight on New Year's Eve? No. No. Um, no, I shared on Sunday that uh, we did it at 9 p.m. Well, I know you put the kids to bed. Probably oh, after no, that. we didn't. No. Okay. Didn't yeah. I didn't. I've, <laughs> Midnight's I, not that hard for me to stay up normally. Uh, not not often I'll make it to midnight, but I usually make it to like at least 11, a little bit after 11. And yeah. going to midnight isn't like a huge deal or anything, but we didn't. No, I was preaching the next day, so I yeah. went to bed. Yeah. You, I was talking to you earlier. You, Chad. You were. <laughs> I have to do, this is part of what I need to do better in the podcast this year. Yeah. I assume everybody watches this. Yeah. And that's not true. I think probably, well, I know. <laughs> I know there's a lot of people in the United States, first of all, that don't watch this. I know that first name. I'm told in the atrium, well, like in the literal tough. atrium, like people who don't watch. <laughs> like, like I, I've had wives, like prod their husbands and say, like say i listen but he doesn't oh like, okay yeah <laughs> I'm, fine. I'm never offended by that i know i'm not either i'm surprised anyone listens <laughs> like that's fine um but i don't do a good job of like i'll look at you and i'll say you but the listener has no idea if the you is is chad or uh matt over here yeah so I'm going to try to do, markingly. but it feels weird to be like, isn't that right, Chad? It is. It, it does feel <laughs> weird. I, I, we don't, I don't say your name often, do I? No. Yeah. No. What do I call you, guy? <laughs> Start yeah. calling him guy. It's up there. <laughs> What's <Champ>. up, Chad? <laughs> so uh, what do you normally do? Because you're up till midnight, past midnight. What are you doing? Sometimes a little past 11, sometimes midnight yeah. is bedtime. You and Liz go to bed at the same time? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah. You and Brandy? Uh, no, I I, I sip usually a little bit later than she does. Yeah. Yeah. Rachel and I go to bed at the same time. Yeah, there's moments of it during the football season where... Is that what it is? Yeah, but I've had to make sacrifices for that yeah. this year. Need to change my ways. <laughs> Is that is that your resolution? Yeah, why why is that? Because there's just a game that'll go on till eleven or midnight, which she'll go to bed mm-hmm. and then I'll stay down. And yeah, watch the Ohio it. State game went on like right until right past midnight, didn't it? Yeah. It was like went to twelve oh one and everyone saw yeah. the field goal. Which was an insane game. We could have had Michigan versus Ohio State, the game yeah. in the championship. We were this close yeah. this year. Man, but, sports. I'm the whole time go I sports. was like, man. <laughs> The states are fighting each other? Right. I was oh, so my word. mad at that game. <laughs> I was furious. Yes. Yes. You know me. You almost missed a civil war. It was incredible. I did. <laughs> <laughs> civil war. Um, so what are you doing when Brandy goes to bed? Uh, just relaxing. Watching TV or Just relaxing. Yeah. yeah. Do you, you guys watch the same thing every night? Uh, yeah, we usually. Yeah, we, we yeah, watch TV together. Shows. Yeah. Yeah. So you're watching that same show? No. And getting ahead of her? No. Do you have your oh. own show that you watch that she doesn't like? Sometimes I'll do that, yeah. Rachel's got 50 of those. That's what you need. Yeah. yeah. Wait, same with you and Liz. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll find a show that she wouldn't be into. Yeah. 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 Are you guys into the same shows for the most part with your... For the most shows? part. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Happy New Year's, guys. Happy New Year. So we didn't... Uh, we haven't had a podcast uh, since uh, the last one, which is always true. <laughs> <laughs> incredible commentary thank you guys and that's all for this episode of the atrium thanks for being here. <laughs> we won't have another one until the next one well that seems a little arrogant 
<laughs> I don't know. Lord willing. Well, look who's a prophet. Yeah. Um, so we, I mean, we haven't talked about Christmas. How was your Christmas? Was it good? Yeah, it was good. What did you eat? Uh, I smoked brisket. You did smoke that. I yeah. did too. Yeah. One for Brandy's family, one for mine. How many hours? Uh, the first one was 12 hours. The oh second my. one was 11. So you're smoking this on Christmas? Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. Christmas, the night of Christmas Day. So you got home yeah. from services and had to do all that? Yep. Wow. I didn't have to. I I, I, I chose to. Well, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, how did it turn out? Good. Yeah. They turned out all right. Um, the first one was a little overdone, but the second one was better. We got a meat thermometer in there the whole time. Yeah. There are new meat thermometers. I get a buddy, uh, the guy who built this set, Kevin Ford. Yeah. Um, I think David Swidrack has one as well. They're Bluetooth. Yeah. Yeah. He just put them in the meat. Go to your phone. Straight to the phone. Yeah. He gives you alerts and everything. It's crazy. Yeah. I don't, I don't prefer those because you have, because the Bluetooth, first of all, doesn't have, they, they make uh, wireless ones. They're just the normal Wi-Fi band, and okay. those go much farther. You can take the unit farther. Okay. And with the Bluetooth, is you're, you're like tied to your phone. You yeah. always have to be. And then the Bluetooth connection drops. I've tried them before. Okay. I prefer the old school. I do have wireless temperatures, but not, yeah. not through the phone. What uh, What's the right temp for a brisket? Uh, you want a 205, basically. 205. Yeah. Okay. And a 205, if you sneeze on it, it blows apart. Like it's just, it's that. Or is it, you got to slice it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like, it should be like butter, like a hot knife going through butter. Mm. Yeah. Actually, your your temperature probes are what you can actually determine how well done it is. Okay. So if you're really having to jam it in there, then yeah, yeah, it's not a good sign. What uh, would you eat? I uh, went to the in-laws yeah. and when I got there, mother-in-law had made prime rib, mashed oh, potatoes, beautiful. green beans, almondine. Yeah. So Did good stuff. Did you bring anything? Did I bring anything? Yeah, did you have to bring any food or no? Hunger. Just hunger. <laughs> yeah, I didn't bring anything. Did you guys get presents? Yeah. Yeah, what did you get? I got a My watch. My son got a lot. You got a watch. Got a smart watch. Whoa. Make me smarter this year. Yeah. What's yeah. it do? Um, it's moving It tells a lot. the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I to be honest, I, I need to dig deeper into it. I need to figure out more so of what it point, actually can do. What, so at this point... Uh, the watch is smarter than you. <laughs> it's got a lot of similarities to analog. Um, yeah. There are some differences, though. It does tell my heart rate. Um, yeah. Uh, and it talks to my phone, and like my phone and it are best friends. Was uh, <laughs> You put that on a list? Did you want that? Yeah, I did. Yeah. 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 And that specific one? Also, like, just track my steps in the new year. I want to do that. Yeah. There's certain there signs out there. This is, you have to have a certain number of steps to stay healthy. So 10,000. 10,000, at least 8,000, but yeah, 10,000 10, is the goal. 10,000 is the goal. Yeah. yeah. Um, did you get anything? Yes. Did you get that? My, my favorite. No, this was thrifted. Oh. This is probably an old man named Eugene's before me. Mm. Found it at a Goodwill or something. Yeah. It's an LL Bean. Oh, it looks nice. nice. Yeah, it fits. It's uh, It's got a zipper here that says stowaway. Wow. It's a big kangaroo pouch, which is pretty <laughs> awesome. Yeah. You going to put anything um, in that? Yeah. Candy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is <this> Smarties? <laughs> As you're getting your 10,000 steps, yeah. pull out your candy. really want to look like a pinata. Now, this thing. Does that watch keep track of this movement where you're putting your hand to your mouth? Yeah, I'm not up to that level yet. Yeah. No, my favorite gift was um, a pan that I got that um, is awesome nonstick pan. Um, and it's just, you can do everything in it. It's a deeper pan. Okay. So yeah, you, can, you can braise in it, you can fry in it, you can steam in it, everything. 
designed by this place called Our Place. Mm. And the oh, it's just been awesome. We've had our, I've had our pans and pots for our whole marriage. So like eight years. Yeah. You can keep that stuff for a while. Yeah. The, po- the pots years. are okay, but the pans were pretty much done. Yeah. They ran their, their course. Do you adhere to the recommendations of the pan as far as surface to surface contact with non, like nonstick surfaces can't have like metal contact. They right. Say, and yeah, you have to you do that. Yep. You adhere to that. You ever get lazy and scratch it up? Or are you mm. you're pretty faithful with that? Pretty faithful to it. Yeah. I messed up a few. Yeah. I don't go uh, expensive pans though. T-fall. Yeah. <laughs> Target. That's what we get. Oh yeah. It seems it does it does the job. Yeah. Constantly having to tighten the handles. Uh oh, that's which is, the worst. Uh, very frustrating. No way. Yeah. It was funny to just get something like this where our pans have just been pretty trash for a yeah. couple of years now. Yeah. And <laughs> the capability of it, the ease of washing it. I'm like, oh my word. Sometimes you just buy something and it's very expensive. It's a very useful tool to your life. It yeah. makes everything better. Oh, yeah. Pots and pans are expensive. Brandy went through that they one. She, we got a new vacuum cleaner. Yeah. She realized like what we had been using was like from the Stone Age. Mm-hmm. And it, it was like a joy to her to vacuum after that. Yeah. It's odd that we don't, like we'll spend money, we'll go cheap, like what's a good ma- cheap mattress? Yeah. Or or some cheap pots and pans. These things get we use used every day. All the time. Right. Yeah. What we put in our mouths comes from whatever that pan is made mm-hmm. out of. Yeah. And then we sleep, you know, what if a third of our life you spend on a some type of mattress? And now we're like, set mail it to me in a box mm-hmm. and I'll I'll unpack it and when it reconstitutes, then I'll lay on it. Yeah. <laughs> we don't even test them out now. Right. We're just like, hey, look at that wine glass and that bowling ball. That's incredible. <laughs> you can drop the bowling ball, the wine glass doesn't move. I'll sleep on that. Well, you could probably do an assessment for your best mattress on that watch. Mm-hmm. You might be able it'll to. It'll come to your house. Yeah, this thing asks me every morning if it wants to record my sleep, and it's, it tries to like, guess when I was asleep and all that. And <laughs> What's the pretty, voice pretty, sound like? Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, does it speak to you? No, it doesn't oh. talk to me. Um, oh, you said it asked you. It so. might be able to. <laughs> Mark, do you How want me to? How long have you had that watch? <laughs> that? How long have you had that? Since Christmas? Uh, th- a co- few hours now. I got it this morning. Oh, did you? No, I'm just oh, kidding. Oh, I didn't know. Uh, I got it Christmas. Okay. Yeah. I don't feel, I feel you know nothing yet. I, yeah. yeah, I. There, I'm sure it does more than I have. I. I it's been. Bu- I've been busy. <laughs> Sounds like you got all kinds of time to watch your show while Brandy's asleep. Mm. Hey, I preached on Sunday. I had to work uh, all oh, last week. Boy, hey. Oh, here we go. I didn't just sit around and enjoy my Christmas presents. I was working. <laughs> That's true. Thanks for doing that, by the way. <laughs> appreciate that. I was at home watching, trying to watch at home. Henry's, uh, you know, we've talked about this. Henry likes the drums, but he's like really into it right now. When this kind of weather hits, winter comes. You know, when it's summertime, he's outside, he's, you know, doing all kinds of stuff, swimming, all that kind of stuff that the kids do. But in the winter, all he wants to do is play drums. But then everything in the house becomes drums. Like all, this is why I buy T-Fall, because they wind up (laughs) upside down Mm -hmm. on the floor every day. And he arranges them uh, in size and he's playing. And so I'm listening to you preach like, Henry, cool it on the uh, the pot, dude. Hey, Blue Man Group. Right. Yeah. Because he's just like, "Ah, and I'm like, okay. Like we have to wear, we have a jug of earplugs in the house <laughs> and, when he, and when he starts, we just jam them in and we'll just walk around the house because it, you just never know when he's going to bust out in some type of drum fill. Wow. Um, you need to get a decibel reader. Oh, I've Christmas. got them. I've Do got you? them. Yeah. What's the highest your house has been with the, with the drumming? 
Uh, in that room, we'll we'll push 105. Wow. Yeah, when when my amps cranked and his drumming, he has no control at this point. He's you know six. He'll be six tomorrow. As a matter of fact, but he's, he wears headphones. Oh, he wears ear protection. Yeah, I want to say that for the listeners. Yeah, because <laughs> so, I've seen the pictures. I yeah, want to make sure yeah. everyone else knows. Thank you, thank yeah. you. <laughs> we are responsible. Yeah, he has um, uh, a nice set of Vic Firth uh, isolation headphones. Um, in fact, one of his birthday presents, uh, I got him a, a new pair. Yeah. Um, that are Bluetooth because he's mm. always messing with the cord and getting tangled in his cord. So you can track his meats. So I, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Track his temperatures. <laughs> exactly. It whispers to him. That's right. Your meat is done. Right. <laughs> it lets him know. Hey, did you sleep good last night? <laughs> I want to like know. You were asleep for eight hours. Uh, have you ever seen the Terminator? <laughs> <laughs> um, Why does my phone want to know when I'm asleep? I don't know. That's the thing. Can it get off by itself or does it stay on your wrist? <laughs> you Who ever... is it sending this information to? I don't know. Mark's asleep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's the last one that goes to bed. Right. It's probably going to probably CC. <laughs> I imagine she's going down to raid in the fridge. Oh, man. She is the one. Yeah. She comes down all night long. She will not stay in bed. Right. Yeah. It is definitely going to CC. Um, what Liz. else? Who got you the pan? Liz, my wife. Oh, that's yes. good. <laughs> Doesn't she know you don't like things? Well, that was the thing. We get to get rid of all the other pans. Oh, I see. And I get this one. One in, one out. That's all I need. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. She get it from that's, the... Yeah. And I didn't even know I wanted it. It was that's funny. That's perfect. It was Man, so good like, stuff. You didn't even know you wanted the pan? Every year, she gets me something I didn't even know I wanted. And I'm like, this is what I would have wanted if I knew it existed. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. That's pretty. She's that's a great good. gift that's giver. A good gift Is giver. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Talked about gift giving on uh, Christmas Day. Yeah, or Christmas Eve services. Just this. Do you guys experience any of that at all? Where you struggle to receive a gift, you don't feel comfortable receiving or giving. I hate opening presents. Do you? Okay. I, I, oh, uh. it's so awkward for me. I know this about you, which is why I don't <laughs> do it. <laughs> do you like to give gifts though? I do. That's that's the way Liz is. Yeah. So I, the first time I gave Liz a gift when I was interested in dating her, yeah, she like had a freak out, and I was like, "What did I do?" I really do like gifts. Like I so like you bought her I a gift the before gift. you were dating. Yeah, that's probably what freaked her out. Maybe she's like, "He's trying to buy my affection." Maybe that was it. What'd you give her? It worked. <laughs> a wedding <laughs> ring. It was like this limited edition It's a Wonderful Life DVD copy that came with a really cool Christmas ornament. Okay. And it was her favorite Christmas movie. Oh, oh I, watched, so. I showed that to Brandy for the first time this year. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, with all five hours of it. It's a Wonderful Life? It's really not that long. It's I said long. this to her last week because we brought up this story. And I was like, that it's movie was movie like length. five hours. And no, she was like, not. no, it's like two hours. It's just over She's like, two. you just wanted to hold my hand the whole time. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yes. That's why I felt like five hours. Chad's just sitting there sweating. Like, I literally was the sitting there sweating. Hold, up, hold her hand. <laughs> and I was like, no. I Googled it. I'm the, like, oh, yeah, it's two hours and movie. two minutes. It's a wonderful life. Right. That's one of my favorites, too, actually. How did yeah. you guys hold hands? Was it was it this move right here? And for the listeners, I'm just doing the, uh, the standard like, kind of a, a clasp <laughs> here for the listeners here. I'm trying to be uh, trying to hold true to my resolution. <laughs> Addressing Chad. 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 Hey, champ. It, it, guy in the rain jacket. Uh, did Was it this move or was there? And listeners, what I'm doing now is I'm intertwining the fingers. What kind of hand holding was it? I don't remember. Really? I don't remember. Yeah, that wasn't yeah, your intention. My hand was so sweaty. Was it? I just... <laughs> felt like an eternity. Yeah. yeah. It felt like an eternity. Uh, I did not have that memory 
there for a while until yeah. she brought it back last week. Wow. <laughs> Sounds like she's remembered it. She remembered it. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Well, that's that's sweet. Well, let's welcome people to the yeah. podcast. Welcome to the Atrium. Yeah. This is a Hope Christian Church podcast. My name is Neil. I'm lead pastor here at Hope Christian Church. And you all? <laughs> I'm Chad. I'm the student pastor here at Hope. I'm Mark. I'm the adult pastor. And guys, this is it. Episode... 40. 40. 40. Oh, this is it. This is the midlife crisis episode. Yeah. That's right. It's what are, coming. What are we going to buy? Are you 40 yet? Did you turn 40 between our last podcast? I, I know. Don't, there's no way to know that. I'll have to ask Ask your watch. watch. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. No, I uh, I will turn 39 in three weeks. Is that what uh, Erevis is telling you there? <laughs> <laughs> that's good. <laughs> that's good. Oh, oh, that's fantastic. a throwback for listeners that are yeah are new, right? Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> yep, we've got new listeners. That watch definitely sounds like Jarvis. <laughs> Jarvis, <right>. um, av- <laughs> Avarice. Um, wait, when did you say you're turning? You're turning thirty nine. Yeah. When? On the twenty fifth. Already? Yeah. You just turned thirty eight. I, it feels like it. This year went so fast. It kind of did. I can't believe Christmas. Did you guys take your Christmas decorations down? Um, Never no. put them up this year. Wow. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, boy. That's we had sad. those windy storms, and my lights are just going to get blown off the house. Yeah. In oh. that crazy blizzard. Well, in the house. And yeah. in the house, we didn't do much because of Ledger. Oh. Ledger, my son, is an absolute storm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. so, so you thought, yeah, he was probably going to rip the tree down? Everything. Yeah. Anything that was put up, yeah. Well, that makes sense. We yeah. don't put ornaments on our tree because mm-hmm. uh, of cats mainly, but you know it was. He is a cat because of Henry, Henry the cat. <laughs> Henry the cat as well. <laughs> cats like Henry. Yeah, because they get everything off. Um, Did you get anything for Christmas? Uh, yes. Uh, Rachel's dad and my father-in-law and my mother-in-law got me a, a gift certificate to a nutrition store. Uh, because um, I take some nutrition supplements, and so it's yeah. a very, very practical gift. Yeah, um, it's time for you to get that under control. I would like yeah. to. This is this is my year. Yeah, this 2023. Is this, this is the is... year I'm getting in shape. <laughs> <laughs> Eat my powdered chicken anymore. Um, so yeah, that's what I that's what I got. Rachel and I didn't exchange gifts this year. Um, finding that the longer we've been together, the less. And I don't want to say the less important that is. It was never really important to us, but we we just kind of reinvest that money into you know we'll, we'll try to make um, Henry's <clears throat> birthday and Christmas a little bit nicer. So Henry's birthday is tomorrow, and Christmas was just like well you know this yeah Oscar yeah it's tough right because yeah. um, Oscar's birthday is the twenty third twenty sixth twenty sixth okay it's the day after yeah. that's right. So it's like, you know, what do you do? And so uh, we went to Kalahari this past week, yeah. um, which has gotten a little pricier. Oh, it has. It's crazy. Um, we were going to go too, but like it seems like the price has doubled. So we got a Black Friday deal. It was 30% off um, for the room. And the room that we get has to have a kitchen because Henry's got food allergies, and so we can't eat the restaurant. Yeah. And it has to have a separate room um, so that we can put Henry to bed early and then not have to go to bed at like 8 o'clock for Rachel and I. And so there's a kind of its its own room. And then the idea was for us to, you know, I'll sleep in the bed, but Henry, Henry kicked me out of the bed at like 11 something. <laughs> he, he's up. like, so I just found out I have sleep apnea. Um, I was texting Mark, I think over break. Um, that sleep study was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have to do the overnighter. Oh, really? Yeah. They hooked me up to the Vader stuff and 
at home, what do you mean? You so had they, an appointment where they went and no, calibrated? No, they, they sent me all the stuff. So I'll have to go um, to that Miller's place. Yeah. yeah and do that. But I'm, they don't have to, I don't have to like do a whole. How do they know what to set, set it at? I don't know. I have uh-huh. no idea. Um, I don't know. It doesn't sound like I'm getting good care here. <laughs> tell, tell them what the Vader stuff is. <laughs> well, oh yeah. So the Darth Vader stuff. So they hook you up to all these. I mean, there's something in your nose and you got all these machines and yeah. I found it wildly uncomfortable to sleep. Um, but it, it measures how many respiratory events you have throughout mm-hmm. the night. And so I slept for a six hour period and then had 120 respiratory events within six hours. And then did, did yours tell you what your oxygen level got to? It did. I forget what it was. I think it was like in the seventies. Okay, so yours was lower than mine. Mine got to like eighty two. Yeah. Um. So I think it dipped to like seventy seven at its worst. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So um. So yeah. So I, I gave this whole. Needless to say, I snore. Yeah. <laughs> so at eleven o'clock, <laughs> Henry was like, means. "Get, get out. Yeah. Of the bed, you're keeping me up." And wow. so I slept on the. There is a pullout mattress for any Seinfeld, Seinfeld, Seinfeld. Seinfeld? Seinfeld? Seinfeld. You got it. Yeah. Jerry Seinfeld? <laughs> yeah. For any of the Seinsteiner friends uh, show, uh, there's this episode where they are staying at Jerry's parents, mm-hmm. and they have the pull-out bed, yeah. and there's a bar in the middle of that pull-out bed from the, from the couch, and that's exactly what it was. So I had to take that thing off of the thing, uh, off of the little, you know, pull-out uh, frame, and then put it on the floor. Mm. I slept on the floor, and then it felt like I was in the bath suit the entire next day, because yeah. it was just so unbelievably stiff. But needless to say, Rachel and I don't do gifts because we want to, you know, you wind up spending so much money on Christmas yeah. and uh, and we don't need anything as well. We gonna... ended up doing Urban Air for Oscar's birthday. He took, he got to k- take a couple friends. We went to Urban Air. Nice. Yeah. They've got a whole, we were there on Friday. Oh yeah. Um, it was nuts. Um, it was nuts when we were there too. Yeah. It was just absolutely crazy. But we met uh, my sister-in-law and her yeah. kids out there. And that was the first time we'd been. It's a lot of fun. It's, um, did you do the go-karts? I did. That was the only thing I did. Those the kids did everything, peppy. but they were faster than I thought they'd be. When they so <laughs> they control them with some type of magic. I don't know what it is, but they're electric, and there's some type of master control yeah. where they can just cut the power. Yeah, to they're all, all remotely. Yeah, controlled. I, I, I want to see this system, but when they let you go. And, and and I mean those things move. They were faster than I thought they'd be. I was not prepared. I did them because the the kids I took, my son and his friends, like they all abandoned me. They like ran off, and like I was just by myself. <clears throat> yeah, I was like, all right, I'm gonna go get in line for the go karts. Yeah, a lot I of go fun. and get in line, and there's <clears throat> two boys from our church. I'm staying waiting in line behind. They go to trail life like they're, they're twins. They go here. Yeah. I'm uh, like, well, I was like, oh okay. The mom comes up and like you know says hi, like gives me the look like. You just come here on your day off. Yes. <laughs> I've got no kids with me. I'm right. just in line for the go kart. You're spending the church's money. <laughs> I'm about to dominate these fourth graders. Right. <laughs> I know. Did you like, get competitive on the course? I found oh, yeah. I did. Oh yeah. I just got I done watching that. I wasn't waiting behind people. No. I was going around them. I caused a few uh accidents. Pile ups. <laughs> First of all, I went, it was Henry and I together. Um, the one time and, and I was very responsible. Then it, then it was just me because yeah. I'm like, I'm going to do this again. <clears throat> and Henry decided last minute he didn't want to go. I was like, I'm doing this. And so I get in this thing and I'm like, somehow this car has shrunk. It was unbelievable. Like my knees were up to my chest. Yeah. Like, I'm like, this is crazy how small this yeah. is. Get, you know, do the whole thing. Unbelievably uncomfortable. Pull back in, get out. The guy looks at me. He's like, Oh, you got the child booster seat. <laughs> 
in there. <laughs> <laughs> Man, nobody said anything to me. Like I was Man, literally even like the regular ones pretty tight. tight. I right. can't imagine it being any worse. It was unbelievable. <laughs> it was it was crazy. Um, but yeah, I just got done watching that uh, Drive to Survive show. It was an F one. Um, documentary. Mm-hmm. And so as soon as I got on that thing, I'm like, I'm, I'm recently. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I am, I am uh, every, you know, driver in this place is going down because I am a skilled driver <laughs> yeah. on this card. That place is a lot of fun though. Yeah. And for Henry's age, it's, it's very affordable. Yeah. I think next year, I think it just, it kind of jumps up a little bit. Yeah. But it's good. So this is episode 40. Um, as you might notice, if you're watching this or if you're listening to this, Jared is not with us. And Jared is going to be with us for a while. Jared um, has had, uh, and his family have had a, a pretty rough run yeah. as far as uh, health goes. Uh, they had uh, COVID, then stomach bug, then had a baby, and then sick again. And so Jared's been really in and out of the office quite a bit over the last two months. And so he is... Uh, behind on some things that he needs to get done. And so he'll be editing um, the podcast and posting it. And uh, in lieu of, of Jared, we're going to have Chad and Mark here, and we're going to be handling this kind of for the foreseeable future. We'll kind of, we'll kind of see um, how Jared's schedule is over the next, uh, he might pop in from time to time. Um, but thank you guys for being here. I know this is a, a commitment for you guys as well. And thank you for taking the time. Um, I know that you put study and thought into this. And so I'm excited uh, for kind of a new year and a new format on the atrium a little bit. Uh, what we're going to do today is we're going to have you talk a little bit about Sunday. Sunday was a, and you said this to the church, it's what we know is a one-off a sermon yeah. in the biz, if you will. Uh, and that's simply just a singular sermon. That's not a part of a series or a larger series. And we're going to start uh, the Now What 2023 series this week, um, back this week, and then I'll handle that, and then we're going to move into uh, another series. And this year's sermon series look look different. They're, uh, we're not going to have as many series this year. We're going to take some longer uh, some longer walks in the park on certain series, and so I'm looking forward to that as well. But why don't you talk a little bit about Sunday? It was January 1st, New Year's Day. Uh, you were kind enough to uh, take that and <laughs> give me the day off, which was very kind, and thank you for doing that. And, um, yeah, talk a little about it. it. was called Kingdom Come. Yeah, I uh, titled it Kingdom Come. Uh, I was thinking about that Sunday, a uh, very transitional Sunday. Yeah. Christmas is wrapping up, New Year's Day. There's, you know, so many themes, so many ideas that just pop into your head immediately. Um, and I had this idea of Advent because that's what we celebrate during the whole month of December. That's what we celebrate leading up to Christmas. Um, and then it's all, it's over. And we think Advent's over. Um, and so I wanted to bridge that gap into what's known as the second Advent because the first coming of Christ really points to the second coming of Christ. Uh, and from what we learn in the season of Advent, we we take with us into the second season of Advent. We still look forward to Christ's coming, our promised King coming back. <clears throat> um, and uh, like I said on Sunday, like if you look at Jesus's teaching, his his teaching centered largely around the kingdom of God, this idea of the kingdom of God. And so um, to kind of tie that into New Year's resolutions and that idea of, you know, how do we plan our year? How do we how do we live our life essentially? What should it be focused on? And I wanted to kind of 
give us a little inspiration, give us a little motivation, a little, yeah. maybe a little kick in the pants to like, yeah. let's set our sights on the kingdom of God, what Christ directed us to, because he's coming back. Yeah. I like what you said on, on Sunday that, you know, this word Advent doesn't appear in scripture. The concept does. Yeah. Um, and when the concept appears in scripture, it's always the second Advent. <laughs> that was, yeah. That was it. Yeah. Uh, and I said this on Christmas Eve uh, for the Christmas Eve service. Uh, as a transition into communion, the only thing we're instructed to celebrate is, and and really even anticipate, is the second coming of Christ, and then yeah. we celebrate what Christ did on earth, not his birth, necessarily. Uh, uh, the instruction is to celebrate his death, remember his, yeah. his death. Now, there's nothing prohibiting us in Scripture from celebrating the birth of Jesus, right. and I think it's a, a valuable thing. Uh, but out of the two, it's interesting that we you know, spend so much time and effort on the one that we're not instructed to yeah. to celebrate. Really, the people under the Old Covenant were celebrating the first Advent. That's exactly what and it was. And now we celebrate the second Advent. Right, we're, <laughs> right. right. Yeah, yeah, they were all anticipating—but they were— they weren't even celebrating what had happened. They were anticipating. They were anticipating it, right? Yeah, they, like they're we like, should is, be anticipating, right? Yeah, and exactly. that's what we should be doing now is anticipating it. So I appreciated yeah. that you kind of reinforced that on Sunday and uh, gave a little bit more depth to that because I think that's an that's an important thing. I think it's a difficult thing uh, because it's hard to focus on something that you don't know when it's coming. Yeah, and we know. We know how, kinda, right? That you know the two yeah. the two men standing there is, as you saw him leave, he will return. So we know there's going to be something. Yeah. Um. But it's not like when we booked the trip for Kalahari, we knew what room we right. were staying in. We knew when we had to leave. We knew what we needed to pack, and so we were looking for. We had been there before, and so the anticipation was even more. Yeah. Uh, none of us have been there. We don't know uh, what heaven is going to be like. A little bit of what we're going to talk about today is oh. what is what is heaven, uh, what is the new heaven and the new earth, what's that going to look like. But it's it's hard to anticipate uh, because you've never experienced it, and there is no set date. Yeah. So to like to to sit there and, and anticipate, like what does that even what does that even mean? Yeah. Uh, how do we look forward to it, and and what should our thoughts be? These are all good things to I think kind of contemplate. That's at the heart, I think, of living the righteous living by faith. Right. That's that's the faith that's taught throughout the old covenant and the new covenant. You know, Abraham set out, just go. Right. <laughs> you don't know where you're going. Noah, get in a boat. Right. <laughs> you're fine. And that's that's living. I think that's how we live by faith today. We're living by that faith of the second coming. And I think that's true. And I think that that component of faith has faith is, you know, Abraham was go, right. That's that's a faith that goes, and but there's two different types of faith. There's a faith that goes, and then there's a faith that waits. And a faith that goes feels feels different. There's a different anticipation, a different mystery. Um, if you don't know where you're going, certainly that can be difficult. You know, that was Abraham. Go where? Just go. Uh, but but ours is a faith that's waiting. Yeah. And while we wait, we get distracted. When you're going. You are a little bit more singularly focused. Even if you don't know where you're going, you're not where you were. Yeah. So every day is you anticipating where you're going to end up. And a, and a faith that waits is a little bit more challenging, I think, because as I wait, I still have everything else around me. This is why I can never work from home, 
Like, you know, when COVID happened, the world moved remote and so many people work from home. That would be incredibly difficult for me to work from home because everything else is at home. You know, Henry's yeah. at home. Rachel's at home. The guitars are at home. The yard works at home. You know, everything is, is home. And yeah. so you get distracted by those things. And so it's a it's a challenging thing and certainly something I think we need to be reminded of often. And Bob kind of touched on this a little bit in the, you know, a Christmas series, I'm dreaming of a kind of a better future. What is that future? Well, we anticipate, we set our sights on the realities of heaven. We think about things above, which can be tough because we don't really, it's hard to picture what that's, what that's like. Yeah. And I, I think the second heaven is a mixture of both because Christ said, you know, the, the, in Acts chapter one, the disciples asked is now the time of the kingdom for Israel. And Jesus said, wait, essentially, you know, you don't know the time that the Father set. Yeah. Um, go wait in Jerusalem for the Holy Spirit. But then those two men, the two angels that were standing there said, why are you, why are you staring at the sky? Why are you waiting? Yeah. And that's kind of, to me, that's a get going. Yeah. Go, go build the kingdom. Right. Go do the work Christ has set out, you know. Yeah. Serve in, by his example. Yeah. This is a faith that goes on earth, but waits for heaven. I love that yeah. the way the the that you know they're like why why are you still looking at the sky like go like get going go <laughs> right. yeah. I don't know there's so much stuff I'd like to see like I always picture a little snarkiness yeah right? that was it. what he's doing yeah like he's gone like get yeah because they could have said okay Absolutely. now go and do this but instead they're like why are you still looking at the sky mm-hmm. like right. why are you still looking like he's gone like the clouds have taken him he's gone I, I feel like I would have been like he's give me a second like a, a dude just floated. <laughs> <laughs> like you just give me one second. I'm a processor. I need to process this. Okay? I'm a processor. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I would have made a terrible but it, apostle. It's, impli- like, it's implicit in the way it's said. You know, right. go, right, go, go, go do, go yes. do. Yeah, yeah, and that's the. Yeah, there is. It, it's certainly a mixed bag of of all of it. But um, I thought you did a, a fine job on Sunday, kind of reminding us and kind of setting the pace. This this Sunday will open up the now what series, and I'm gonna talk a little bit um, this week about what the theme for the church is. We're kind of doing something new uh, this year, kind of uh, taking the vision and mission and condensing it down into a singular theme. And so I'm excited to do that this year and looking forward to do doing that. Uh, let's do, I don't, I contemplated new year, new format, not doing a meet and greet. I contemplated not doing that. Yeah. How do you guys feel about that? Do we have a new segment? Maybe I don't. I don't know. That's the thing. Like I thought about removing this because we've done met and we've done greeted by now. We've done grit. Yeah, <laughs> we've done it. Um, I thought about uh, you know getting rid of that, but I think replacing it with a new segment would be good. But then I was like, what? What new segment? Yeah. And then I thought a segment called "That'll Preach." No. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's it. It's much more That'll sophisticated That'll transition. <laughs> and it's just all a, a segment of what you think will preach. <laughs> and it can just be you going, love, uh, and just be done. I've got something it. for this. Something just came to mind. You want it? Let's do you it. You want to hear this story? <laughs> yeah. We were talking about WWJD bracelets yeah, earlier today. we were. In a meeting. And uh, how much of a throwback that is. Yeah. The vintage. Do they make them anymore? Yeah. They're woven. They do. Who is making them? We don't know that, but they're China. still around. China. <laughs> I, <laughs> I had one in Why high school. Why wouldn't we know who's making them? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> we're not so buying them an, from the enigmatic. dark web. <laughs> oh, well, we're, di- we're buying them from the light web. <laughs> ah, the web of light. Anywho, I had, I had one in high school, and I don't remember what I did, but I got in trouble, and I got dragged to the principal's office. To, I think it was a principal and an assistant principal. It was, oh, it was something yeah. bad. Here we yeah. go. And I had this bracelet on, and um, the principal said, so what would Jesus have done? Ooh, Ooh boy. I said, not what I did. Right. Yeah. Right. He That'll died. preach. Right. Oh, man. He died. He died on the cross because of what I was going to do. Yeah. That's, it's better to ask it. for forgiveness than permission, okay? That'll, that'll preach. Yeah. That'll preach. So we'll, we'll talk about this segment. Yeah. Um, what I do want to do, though, is... Before we get into, and we've got a question today that we're going to kind of tackle a little bit that is based on some of the stuff that we've talked about over the last couple of weeks, uh, episode 39 in particular, and uh, what heaven and the new earth is going to look like, what it's going to you know be like for us as believers. I thought it'd be nice to kind of talk about, you know, we talk about resolutions a lot throughout the year, and I find that most people, and I saw this, or I didn't see it, Rachel told me about this meme that was like... Uh, you know, big shout out to all the people that are, you know, starting the new year off right, but you're still going to wait till Monday because the yeah. first is a Sunday. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so, yeah. you know, we, we do have this kind of reset mentality for first, and I do as well. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, for me, you know, being into, you know, fitness and health, I, I even modify what I take in. You know, I, I'll start like a, a summer plan, like, because I want to look and feel a certain way, you know, come June. And I wait till January to start that. And I think, well, the holidays are here. I'm going to eat a pile of mashed potatoes and butter and a bunch of rolls. And so we've all got these kind of this uh, feeling of, of reset new year, new you, uh, and not just for, you know, uh, you mentioned on Sunday, uh, diet, exercise, and finance. Those are the big yeah. three and, and they are, that's what yeah. everybody does. And I'm going to talk a little bit about Sunday about how we're doing with these things. But for those of us that are followers of Christ, uh, there is typically a spiritual component to the the new year, the reset. We experience it here in church. Um, every January and February, it's busier here typically. <clears throat> then come March, a lot of times it starts to taper off a little bit. People don't come to church because people are like, you know what, we're getting back in church this year. A lot of people are getting back in the Bible this year. And so I know, you know, we've talked about uh, over, you know, the past year a little bit about what we do on our own personal growth plans, spiritual growth plans. And so if you guys would feel comfortable sharing a little bit about, you know, do you have a plan uh, for this year? If you do, what does that look like? I remember, you know, last year you were in Revelation, last year I was in Ecclesiastes, um, and I know you do a lot of reading as well, um, but do you guys have a plan this year? What's your... What's yeah, to? I uh, I have a ambitious plan. <laughs> I'm still working through it. I'm still actually getting it all written down because I think that's the first part of it. Oh sure, yeah, is to get it written down and get it in black and white and set your goal. Make sure you actually set your goal and make it articulate it so you know you can hit whether you hit it or not. Yeah, kind of thing. So yeah, make it real. Um, yeah, I have. Um, I'm I go through the Bible every year uh, with different reading plans. So I've picked up my reading plan for the year. Um, I'm going to go through it with a, a, a book that actually kind of goes through uh, scripture. It, it's, it's a book on biblical theology, which biblical theology is the study that uh, really ties, ties together the entire story of scripture and sees scripture as one big meta narrative and 
I'm going to go through that book as I go through scripture this year. Mm. Um, and then I also have um, a list of books I, I'm, I'm trying to get through um, that is probably, well, it's definitely overambitious, but I, I tend to be more like, I'm going to set the goal really high and then better to shoot too high and not hit it than not shoot high enough. Mm. That sort of thing. Yeah. Um, as far as like, like last year I was in revelation for a lot of the year, uh, studying a lot of those topics. Um, I do have a plan prob well, this year will probably be as far as that. Um, I don't know though. It might tip, tip off one of your sermon series this year. Oh, I don't know what I'm okay. allowed to give away. <laughs> I like keeping a tight lid on things. I know you do. A lot of people getting too jumpy. Um, <laughs> save the good stuff. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I, I, there's one section of the Bible I'll probably be in. That's one thing I would encourage most people reading the Bible or studying the Bible. Well, let's call them Christians. Um, we'll use that term. It's a <laughs> it's like general most people. Term. Uh, yeah, we'll call them <laughs> Christians. Um, I recommend you should be in the Bible in two places. You should mm -hmm. have um, uh, you're reading probably through Scripture, reading it quickly. And then there's a part where you're reading more closely. Mm -hmm. um, one pastor I follow, I think he uses um, one part where you're doing it for familiarity and one part where you're doing it for intimacy. Yeah, that's good. So like the reading plan where you read the Bible through in a year, that's your read it quick. Don't don't stop kind of. Don't hunker down. Just yeah. get just keep going. Um, after like after you preach the Old Testament 101, I talked to some people. They're asking about that, I, and I was giving them that advice. Like just just read it like a book. Same thing. Yeah. Just keep just keep reading it. Yeah. Don't because I struggle when I do. I I have a hard time doing that. I get to Genesis one, and you're like, <laughs> what is it? Right. I've never thought of it that way. And then like, in I the want to. What does he mean? Yeah. In <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Like it's like every time you read it, a new word pops out, and like you you gotta almost fight that and just read it like oh, a book yeah. and get through yeah. it. And that's reading for familiarity. Like yeah. do that, but then be reading somewhere in a second place where you're like you're in Revelation or you're in Ecclesiastes for yeah. a year um, where you're actually studying. And um, they're going to obviously help each other. They're going to work with each other because uh, it is one big story. It is one big meta narrative and they will attach to each other. But you're going to see um, you're going to see God will bring new things to light for you. Um, yeah. I think that's good. I use the the terms boat and submarine a lot. I think, you know, you, you can't yeah. always be a submarine and, and you can't always be a boat. I think it's good to sometimes just ride on the surface. And I think that, that those year, whether it's chronological, whether it's, yeah. you know, uh, you know, just as it, as written Genesis, yeah. the revelation, just reading it, your three and a half chapters a day, whatever it winds up being, uh, I think that's good. Yeah. But I think it's good to submarine down into things um, sometimes. And, I think that um, for the majority of people, it's that it's not that they don't have a desire to do it. I find the majority of Christians, I thought they have a desire to do it. it. It's just not enough of a priority to to sacrifice something else. Yeah, that that's the that's the issue. And yeah. it's tough because life is busy, right? I mean, if you've got even if you don't have a wife or kids or a husband and kids, your life is still busy. Yeah. You're in a career, you're in school. I mean, your students are busy, right? And yeah. so there are only so many hours in a, in a day. But if it's important to you, you'll you'll get it done. How do I know? Because the majority of us don't miss meals because they're important. Yeah. Well, why don't we miss meals? But Well, because you don't, you need them to live. And if we viewed scripture, 
right? If we view Jesus truly as the bread of life, he's the thing that gives us life. He gives us that picture of you you need me to give you yeah. what you need in order to live. Yeah. If we understood that a little bit more, we'd be willing to sacrifice certain things. I can't tell you how many times I've been involved in some type of project, whether it's, I don't care if it's mowing the grass at home or fixing the sink, whatever it winds up being, and my body is like, you stop and eat <laughs> because what you're doing is going to suffer if you don't feed. Yeah. It's the same with scripture. Like we're instructed, we're commanded to to feed on the word. And I think that's great advice that you give. Um what about you this year? Where are you where are you headed? Well, I was just thinking of giving similar advice as you. Just so yeah. funny. God just kind of dropped that in um as you were talking. The freshest experience of reading the scriptures was when I would read in the Old Testament and the New Testament. So to be in two places at once, it's a little bit different, I think, than the advice you were giving, but it comes back to that meta narrative. And there's not an even amount of books in the Old Testament and the New Testament. So you're going to have some extra you're going to have to read through. But like starting off with Genesis and Matthew, reading through those at the same time and keeping keeping on going, and you you just see things in a different light and perspective as to where this story is going. That's great advice. That's great advice also for people that are starting a, a reading plan mm-hmm. on January 1st. Yep. Some reading plans just start Genesis 1 and try to get you through. Yeah. And that's good. Yeah. Um, but I think it's very helpful to do that where you start Genesis 1 and Matthew 1, and you're reading both. Yeah, you're going to be struggling Some of it in is Leviticus and Numbers. Yeah, that's the yeah. thing. Like, you do need <laughs> yeah. a little bit of a break because, you know, the Old Testament is phenomenal, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. But, and some of the stories are they're amazing. They're unbelievable stories. Yeah. But some of it, I mean, the, the books of history, some of it is just history. Think about, mm-hmm. you know, there's some great stories, obviously, in First and Kings, First and Chronicles. Well, you get to Chronicles and Kings, and, and the stories are and the stories, Right. Yeah. And so now you're like, I just heard this. Yeah. Um, and, and so it can be a little bit difficult to get through. You give yourself a break with some of the, yeah. you know, epistles or the gospels. I think it's a, a good thing yeah. um, to do. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I want, I want to actually learn more this year about church history. Oh, yeah. So denominations and creeds and councils and doctrines, um, how did these things come about? I think a couple of weeks ago, one of the last podcasts we did, we were talking about, um, you know, did a bunch of guys just get into a room right. and decide these are the books of the Bible? Right. The, well, they were affirming what was already scripture, um, and they were also going through the process of what is true of the New Testament, yeah. what belongs there and what, what doesn't. So I want to learn some of that some stuff or at least refresh it. I haven't been yeah. to Bible college. Yeah. in a long time now. Yeah. Um, and that stuff was very interesting to me. Um, and it makes your faith more, more solid, more grounded, I think too, of like, where do these things come from? What's yeah. tradition and what is, uh, how important is just sola scriptura? Yeah. <laughs> and it's just only scripture. That's historical theology. Historical I mean, theology. Yeah. I'm, it sounds like I'm in biblical theology and you're in historical theology this year. And my Bible college was specifically what you're going through. Like yeah. the, the whole idea of the Bible college I went to was the meta narrative. Yeah. Was the, was biblical theology. Yeah. So I didn't get as much historical theology yeah. in there. So um, bringing that in 2023. That's great. Um, are you reading anything that's you know, fiction or nonfiction that's not the Bible that you would suggest to people too? I had some of that written down. For me too. Um, yeah, um, I'm I'm gonna go through the Hobbit, and I don't think Ooh. I'll get to the Lord of the Rings this year, but I'm gonna do that. Cool. Um, which I've done the Lord. I did the Lord of the Rings when I was a kid. Um, and I I'm, I plan to do that next year <laughs> after yeah. I get the Hobbit this year. Um, oh man, I should have brought my list because there are definitely things I'm reading that are are not. Um, 
are not, I guess, Bible-based? Theology-based? <laughs> the, the Hobbit's in there. You guess, you, you're guessing that the Hobbit's not based on the Bible? Well, uh, <laughs> I can almost assuredly guarantee. It's got some allusions to it. Chronicles yet. <laughs> um, I'm cur- um, yeah. yeah, I'm trying to think of my list off the top of my head. I should have brought it. Okay. Um, that's a great question. We can do that more as a segment I am, next time. Yeah, maybe. You guys maybe. can talk as friends. I'm planning. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Yuck. Oh, oh. oh we will. <laughs> I don't have to be at every conference. Well, that's cool. So you're already thinking 2024. There's a plan for uh, some Tolkien stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What about you, that's Chad? Awesome. What kind of uh, satanic material are you going to read? <laughs> okay, just because. <laughs> well. <laughs> I think I think it's a good point because it, I, I I I think we should read that stuff, not satanic stuff. But <laughs> oh no, oh we should we should expose Jared, ourselves. Come back <laughs> to some degree. We should expose ourselves to yeah. Um, well, in, in some ways, false thinking. <laughs> like, the, mm-hmm. like, how are we going to combat? And actually, when you said when you asked the question originally, the first thought I had was the the a book called The Rise and Triumph of the Modern Self. Mm. Um. That's a book I read two years ago, and I'm planning to read it again this year. Um, and it is written by that's not Niebuhr, a is pastor it? and theologian. It's uh, Carl Truman. Oh, okay. Um, and it's a it's a history of the last kind of the last 200 years and the history of like how we got to the sexual revolution and what philosophies and thoughts, public thoughts, mm. led to where we're at now, where a man can say, "I'm a woman trapped in a man's body." Wow. Um, and that's a book I would commend to every every single person alive. I, I, I think very highly of that book. Um, cause it, it gives you a lot of history of why like the sexual revolution itself didn't just come out of nowhere. Like it, there were events and thoughts leading up to that, to where we could get to the sixties mm-hmm. and the free love movement, you know, hit, um, it's like, like wh- cultural commentary on it as and, to how and, this, and got it's here not even as much commentary. It's a lot of history. Like, yeah. it's just, this is, this is the popular thought that, and mm-hmm. it traces the line kind of like the, the biblical theology traces the meta narrative of, yeah. of culture. Um, and it just was really informative, but it helps you see like, and, and I think it would be helpful, you know, like in your context too, like why mm-hmm. do students think this way? Oh yeah. And it, we, cause we can't say like, you know, you say I'm a woman, I'm a woman trapped in a man's body. That's, that's a ridiculous statement, mm-hmm. but they believe it. Like, why do they believe it? What led them to that point that that is true to them? And if we just, if we just continue to just, you know, if we just say, oh, that's ridiculous and mock it, we're never going to be able to engage it if we don't understand where it came from um, and, and ultimately, you know, hold up scripture with it. Like, why, mm. why don't they see scripture and something that seems so clearly defined, clearly delineated? Like, how do they get so far off? That was a rabbit hole, but that, that <laughs> you're passionate about this. Like that this was the first book, book I thought when you asked that. Um, yeah. But even that, I guess, has ties into into Bible stuff. Bible, definitely, stuff. absolutely. Um, I'll say the other like that. What I just said was like all my, I guess, knowledge based <laughs> goals. Another yeah. big goal I have for this year is really digging into my small group um, and growing in that way. Yeah. Um, because knowledge is one way, and I think knowledge is probably the primary way or one of the primary ways we're renewed and transformed the way Romans 12 talks about. I think it starts in your head and goes to your heart. 
Um, but I think that doesn't just happen by reading. I think it also happens in the context of Christian community. And I, I'm, I, uh, and we just, when we launched grow groups, I launched a kind of a new grow group as well. And I'm, I'm excited to kind of dig deep into that group this year and uh, commit to them and, and grow with them. That's good. Amen. What about, uh, you feel comfortable sharing any type of student goals or goals that you guys have for any, you're in charge of men's and women's and small groups as a whole. Um, you mentioned small group, obviously yeah. a little bit there, but, um, you handle a lot and you've got, you know, all the students, the junior high and the senior high, senior high, senior high, senior high. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This week is going to be the vision nights for hope middle and hope high. Yeah. Good. Where's God taking us this year? Um, but I won't get into all that because I don't want to give it away. I want them to <laughs> hear that. Yeah. Um, I will say this will be a crossover between the last question and this one then. We're going to do uh, an event we're calling the One Team Summit, uh, which is like a one-night conference just for high school students, 9th through 12th, all in our area. Our Obviously our church, but all of our area is invited. Um, and so we're doing this with Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And uh, a gentleman whose um, son and daughter-in-law attend our church, um, he, he's done some John Maxwell cert- certification stuff, Patrick Lincioni stuff, and so um, some people I'm connected to at Fellowship of Christian Athletes went to his event uh, on Patrick Lincioni's Six Types of Working Genius. And I've become a fan of Patrick Lincioni via reading some years ago, The Five Dysfunctions of a Team. Yeah. It's phenomenal book for teamwork and um, this new tool he's created with his team is to increase the ability you guys have uh, in your teamwork um, at a company right is it's so it's usually used for adults in a company to whatever goal mission um, cause they have to be better at that mission they haven't really done this assessment with high school students Mm. and so we're kind of getting to be the guinea pigs uh, of using this assessment with high school students, but I love what I've seen so far with the tool because um, it's very relevant to spiritual gifts. Like, What gifts has God designed you with that you can understand you're wired for and how you can contribute to uh, your world, to the church, ultimately? Mm-hmm. Um, and what brings you energy and joy is going to help you identify that gift, <clears throat> right? We've talked a lot about yeah, that yeah. this past month. Oh, yeah. Um, and so it's the six types of working genius, it's an assessment, but it's a book I'm also going to pick up and read. And we're going to do this event and allow these high school students when they come in to do the assessment and go through it together so they can be better in their teamwork yeah. and okay. discover their God-given gifts. So I'm excited about that coming up in February. It'll be good. What's the date on that? February 26th, nice. 4 to 8 p.m. here at Hope. Awesome. And how do they sign up? <laughs> we don't have this we don't have the registration up yet oh, save coming the date soon. Coming, coming soon, soon. for Sounds those good. uh listeners chad held his finger up only the trailer dropped so far <laughs> in a, in a, to say hang on a second it's coming peak. yeah that's All good right. i like yes. it what about uh you what you got going on for ministries yeah you'll see we're gonna do a lot of things we did last year a lot you'll see like like the women's conference the men's conference we've got some things planned that are gonna be pretty exciting Kind of growing those those ministries. Uh, the grow groups launched last year, and we'll develop those. 
Um, I over over the shutdowns, we started those churchwide studies. Yeah. I kind of want to get back to those. Yeah. Um, like producing our own studies, I've gotten a lot of feedback from those. Uh, I hope to kind of get back back to those this year. Yeah. Um, those take up a lot of time. Oh yeah, they yeah. definitely. Yeah, yeah they definitely a, do. That's a big, <laughs> excuse me, big commitment for you. Yeah. Um, <coughs> yeah, me. and then I also want to uh, look into um, our prayer ministry. Yeah. Um, that's kind of going to be, I think, a focus for this year. Um, yeah. So lots of exciting stuff. Yeah. Um, prayer ministry, uh, you and I will talk about that. Um, part of what we talked about a couple of weeks ago and as it relates to deacons, yeah. um, that kind of being a part of, of that role. So yeah, we're excited for that to, to kind of come. Is that going to be part of the now what? Yeah, at this point, I think it's it's going to probably move into that serve until space. Yeah, um, I'm kind of finalizing all that now. Yeah, it's so interesting because every I was telling Chad earlier the challenge of working the way that I work is sometimes because I work so far ahead that by the time something comes, there's been changes <laughs> and yeah. changes in the church, changes in, uh, you know, uh, kind of direction or where they need to go. And which is fine because the changes are never drastic enough where the foundation hasn't been laid in most of the, most of the work is done. But sometimes I just need to strip the paint off that I put on the wall and just paint a different color. Yeah. Um, and so some of that happens with the now what series every single, yeah. every single year. Um, so this year it's going to feel, feel a little bit different, but I'm excited about this year as well. Um, this year for, thanks for asking guys where I'm going to be. <laughs> well, we You've were got like no, I'm just four gonna, weeks of <laughs> you're going this year to tell everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm answering that question over the next month. No, uh, so last year I was in Ecclesiastes and and what I typically do, and I never get through it, is my my goal is to read through the Bible, kind of like that bird's eye view every every year. And most of the time I'm just Genesis through Revelation. I don't I don't Old Testament's exciting for, for me. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I really enjoy it. Um and I enjoy it more now than I ever have because the majority of my time is spent in the New Testament. Yeah. And so it's not that um I've got a handle on all of it. I certainly don't, but I'm just in it so much that when I get to something like Samson, I'm like, ooh. And and so one of the series we got coming up this year, we're gonna be dipping into the Old Testament quite a bit. And so I'm really excited yeah. about about that. So I always try to get through the Bible in a year. I never do it because I I I don't have the discipline to not stop <laughs> and yeah. study something. So most of the time I'll get to like Mark, <laughs> I never get to the epistles. That's pretty far. That's pretty it, good. It's not bad. Yeah. Um. So that that'll be uh, my goal this year is to do that, and then this year I'm going to spend time. And this will never happen, but I want to make it through the major prophets this year mm -hmm. in a not a hardcore deep way like I did with Ecclesiastes, uh, but you know part of prepping for the 101s was opening up. You know and studying for me, you know, the, the main, the major and the minor prophets. And I don't, I don't think I'll get through Isaiah. So it, my big goal is, you know, major prophets, yeah, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel, Daniel, those are the five major prophets. And then if, if I could get there, great, but odds are I'm going to be in Isaiah for the entire, you yeah. entire year, which I'm great with. Um, yeah. it, it, because is tricky. <laughs> like it can be, Isaiah's Isaiah's referred to as the mini Bible. Yeah, the, mm -hmm. all of the Bibles in Isaiah. It's really tricky, um, and so spending some time and hunkering down in that would be would be good. I don't have a 
reading list beyond that. Um, I don't I don't read beyond scripture. Um, I don't books simply because it's more time than anything. It's not that I don't have a desire. It's not that I don't think they're valuable, but the nature of my work, you know, is to be a submarine more. And so to, to read beyond that, I think would, I don't know if my mind could compartmentalize those things. And I also know that I'm so, I would say I'm easily influenced, but it's hard for me to, this sounds like a humble brag. <laughs> I don't mean it this way. It's hard for me to forget information. And so if I take something in from, you know, an author I will probably naturally accidentally steal it somehow and mm-hmm. put it in. And I'm, uh, that drives me crazy. Yeah. Like I will, I have heard, you know, sermons from other preachers and they're saying something and I'm like, you didn't, you didn't come up with that. I know where that came from and they'll own that content. And for some reason, and I understand that God is the one that gives it all, but, but to me, there's just something disingenuous about that. Yeah. Um, accidentally doing it. Is is one thing, uh, but to but and it's possible that they accidentally do it. And I've had conversations with people over this, like, "Hey, that didn't, but you owned it." Um, so I try my best not to do that. Not that I am opposed to using anything else. I think it's fine. You and I have talked about quotes a lot in sermons. Yeah. Um, I think it's a it can be a valuable thing, um, but just the way that my mind works and the nature of my work right now, I don't do a lot of reading beyond beyond the scriptures. I find that 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 does enough uh, for me as far as. You know, the church goes, I'll set the pace for the church um, on Sunday and kind of that theme we'll talk about, because that's my main ministry. You, you know, you're just broken down into students and, and men's. Mine is kind of that bird's eye view church as a whole. And so I'm looking forward to that. As far as personal growth uh, this year, um, beyond the major prophets or beyond probably Isaiah, which I will barely get through, my goal this year is to not spend a lot of time learning new things <laughs> and this sounds strange and i know that that in in i know you guys know me um i i have so much to learn that will never end you know it yeah. will never end and it's going to get to the point where i spend so much time learning and not as much time trying to live it and so as cheesy as that may sound my goal this year is to just try to live what i already know live what the Lord has already revealed to me through his word. Um, on Sunday, we're going to talk about the fruit of the spirit. This church is probably so tired of the fruit of the spirit because I talk about it all the time. But to me, those are such, those nine things are so important. You know, is the spirit producing, producing love? Like, am I really loving people? Do I really love people? Do I really love my wife and my son and Mark and Chad and Lori Mount and, and, you know, Judah Webbs. Do I love the people of this church? Mm. Uh, and so, okay, how am I, how am I living that out? How is that known? One of the things that Paul says in Philipp- or, uh, Galatians chapter five is the works of the flesh are evident. In other words, y- you can tell sin. You should be able to identify sin. It's pretty obvious that this is, this is sin, uh, and I, the the fruit of the Holy Spirit is. And I want the fruit of the Spirit to be evident in my life as as well. Um, I want to be that light. I want to be salt. So how can I how can I live it out uh, this year? In a an area that I'm going to focus on, um, 
specifically is contentment. You know, I talked a lot about um, uh, contentment this this past year and wanting to really, if I'm going to live it, like hunker down on on that. I find that I'm a person that is very rarely satisfied. I'm just just not satisfied. Uh, always wanting something different or wanting something new. I like change. I'm not opposed to change uh, in certain areas, <laughs> controlled change, if you will. Um, I enjoy routine uh, as well, but the routine that I have in my life produces change. I, I do the things I do for the change. And so I find that a lot of what drives that for me is discontentment or a lack of thankfulness uh, for what I've been given. And so when I say I want to live it more, uh, you know, focusing kind of on that fruit of the spirit and then focusing on uh, having a spirit of thankfulness, I think is, is for me, I'm not setting out this year to learn more about church history or which are or wonderful things and things I need to brush up on too. Like my church history is <laughs> shaky at best because it's, I don't use it very often. Like mm-hmm. I spent all my time writing sermons, crafting sermons, and then, you know, a fair amount of time counseling with people. Uh, and so kind of that, that own uh, personal uh, pursuit for me is to, is to try to live it more, which is kind of what you were talking about on Sunday. Um, you know, not just you know, focused on living out yeah. that anticipation. Um, so that's, that's kind of my stuff this year. So likely Isaiah, the Bible as a whole, live it more, be more content. Must be nice for you. You don't like stuff. <laughs> well, that's really good. And I say I'm Definitely. doing church history stuff because I'm going to have students who are like, why should I believe this? At your space. Yeah. And there's so much broken up over these years. And I hear this professor or this teacher or this friend of mine, this peer saying what they know about Christianity. And is that true? And, you know, they're getting sermons from every which way. Yeah. That might not be true. And yeah. no, not only that the story is a meta narrative, but that it continued on. And this this book has stood the test of time, as we have said. Yeah, we're still in the store. Still there. <laughs> we're still there. And and just like you said, in, in culture, everything is being broken up and shattered into pieces of whatever I want and desire. Yeah. And we're okay with that and tolerable of that, but not how God designed everything in order. Yeah. <laughs> and yet, it's, so the church kind of gets this um, rap for. Well, there's all these denominations, and everything's broken up, and th- this thing went that way, this thing went this way. How should I believe that? It can't be all true. So I want to know that stuff so that I can help students yeah. know yeah. this is true, and it is the foundation that they should build their life on. Yeah, I think there's wisdom in that for sure. Well, let's cover our question uh, for today. Thank you guys for opening up a little bit about that. Um, I'll read through this question, and then yeah, we can just start kind of tackling it. It says, hello, pastors. I love the atrium and your ministry. Well, thank you. In listening to episode 39 and learning about the final judgment, a question came to mind. I suspect the answer may be, we don't know, because God has not chosen to reveal this to us, but I figured you all would be able to clarify. For those people in our lives who are not saved, should they never come to Christ? Will those of us who are Christians remember this and miss them in heaven? If heaven will be a place, or if heaven will be where we have no pain or sorrow, does this mean we won't have this knowledge? I know that anyone coming to Christ is up to him. We can only plant seeds. 
I often find myself so sad thinking about all those in my life who may end up in hell and never experience the glory of walking as his child and spending eternity with God. Thank you for all you do in Casting Pod, <laughs> the humor, the lessons, and the realness. Lego thing! <laughs> and then a bunch of cryface emojis. This is a faithful listener. Yeah, it is. <laughs> this is a Dedication. faithful listener. This is a great question. Um, yeah. And, well, you want to start? Well, we can just go clockwise, or I can start. We'll sure, go. I can start. Yeah. Uh, Are you going to use the Bible? or? Yeah, let's go to Revelation 21. <laughs> I think that's where she's starting didn't know if you had the hobbit over there starting from is that a major um, prophet <laughs> the hobbit yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah 21 4 right? so starting at verse 1 of chapter 21 in revelation the new heaven and the new earth yeah. john's vision then i saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and the sea was no more and i saw the holy city the new jerusalem coming down out of heaven from god prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. That language is the fulfillment of the new covenant. So this is the, this is, this is the fulfillment of everything God has promised. And verse 4 says, He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore. The former things have passed away. That's kind of, I think, what she was getting at when she's saying there's no more, there's no more pain, there's no more death. This is the verse that you use, and this is this is a wonderful verse. Yeah. Um, when she says that, you know, um, I think the answer is we don't know. She's right, um, and this is a question a lot of people have: Are we mm -hmm. going to know people when we get to have? Are we going to know each other, other believers? Are we going to remember? And then. And, inevitably leads to, well, what about my friends, my family that aren't Christians? Mm -hmm. If I know that my fate is heaven, their fate is hell, how could I ever be happy in heaven? Mm -hmm. um, and so I, as I've kind of dissected this over the years in my own, my own thoughts, I think ultimately we don't know exactly how it's going to play out. This is the way I interpret verse 4. And you can disagree with me. If, oh, I've been waiting for this. If, uh, if <laughs> Psalm sixty-three. <laughs> oh well played. <laughs> I know you enjoy disagreeing with me. So what's so easy? <laughs> when it says in verse four, he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. That's a very poetic line, and Revelation is very poetic. Mm -hmm. I, however, view that as a very specific action Jesus is going to take and change us. Mm -hmm. When he says he'll wipe away every tear from our eyes, that's that's part of that glorification we're going to receive, the new bodies. I think that's an active uh, act that Jesus is doing something to change us. Like we will not be, uh, we know in, in heaven we will not be able to sin. It's not even that sin won't exist. We won't even have the ability to sin at that point. Um, and so because of that, all death, all pain, all suffering is going to be wiped away. And I think that includes missing people. I think that includes missing people. And at the end of verse four, it says, for the former things have passed away. What does that mean? What has passed away? I don't think that's just referring to the old heaven and the old earth passing away. I think that refers to the old, this age has passed away and everything in it. Our sin has been forgotten, but also the things in, of this time in this age have passed away. I think that's referring to knowledge. 
In 1 Corinthians 13, it says knowledge is going to pass away. I think I think that means certain knowledge of this age. And that includes things like our relationships with with people, things we might people we might miss. And it's not that it's not that God is just going to make us forget it. What's happened is already happened up in verse 4. He's wiped away every tear from their eyes. He's changed us. And now we're at a point where we're in eternity and we can receive uh, the perfect relationship that we have with Jesus and ourselves. And once we get to heaven, we'll realize that that completes everything that we need and we crave and we desire. And we will be lacking nothing when we get to heaven because God will be our everything. And, and, and it's hard to think of that now in this context because we, loved our, we love our loved ones mm-hmm. and that's tough. But Christ is the perfect bride and what we're designed for, that relationship. And when we see God in all his glory, he is going to be everything to us. And I don't think we're going to be missing people from this time, this age. I think that knowledge is going to pass away because I think if we're missing people, if we're still feeling that, I think, I think that's going to be painful. That's going to be, I don't think that's going to be part of the new heaven and the new earth. Now, the next question is, will we remember, will we know each other? other believers. And to that, I think, yes, I think we will know each other because I don't think all knowledge of this age is going to pass away. Um, like Jesus, Jesus was confronted. He said, you know, the, the, the woman who had a bunch of husbands, who's she going to be, you know, who they're going to be married to when they get to heaven. Marriage is only for this, this time. However, marriage is what it is an indicator. It's a pointing forward to the marriage supper of the lamb. It's all it's all referential to Christ coming and taking the bride, taking the church, and that's what it points to. And I think marriage is a foretaste of glory divine, as the song goes. And I I I know marriage is not for this age, but I don't believe that these relationships like marriage or even just relationships of friendship and this bonding of koinonia of Christian community. I don't think that that being started here is going to be abruptly stopped into the new age. I think we as kingdom builders are part of the kingdom now, but it's also not yet. And so I believe those relationships, yes, will be there. We won't be married in heaven, but there's like, there's that country song, you know. Friends in low places. Yes. Yes. (laughs) No, Uh, no, I don't even know if it's country. It's that one song. It's like, I hope your house is next to mine, basically. DC talk. I hope when we get to heaven. You yeah, know, your your right. house, you know, I know we're not gonna be married, but I hope your house is next. Like we're okay. still gonna have a relationship and having yeah. still know it. I think to some degree that's kind of true. I think we will still know each other. I think we still will be able to go and say, Oh, hey, that's Moses. Like we know, like we're gonna have our identity still. Um That'll be weird. <laughs> it's like, Moses. <laughs> He's yeah. not gonna talk to you. You know, <laughs> too cool <laughs> i don't think we're Whoa. gonna be completely agnostic of this age and this world and these who we were hmm. um i don't think we're going to be missing anybody though um christ is mm. our all in all our all in all jesus said if you if to be worthy to come to me you have to hate your spouse and hate your kids and he wasn't saying literally you need to hate them and you need to love them he's yeah. saying in a contrarian way if it's held up christ or Anybody else, your most important people in your life, you have to accept Christ because mm. Christ is everything. And and I, I when we get to heaven, we're going to be completely satisfied in every way. And that pain of knowing for eternity, if we know like, well, this loved one is is suffering, is 
is in hell. I, 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 I don't think that's what verse four here is saying in chapter 21. Mm. That's my take. That's my view. It, I, it changed when I, I looked at that uh, a couple years ago. I said, he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. He will do the action. Like, yeah, he's not doing the action. Like yeah. he's doing something to us. That's part of the glorification uh, process that we're going to go through. I mm. think, I think that's my view. Chadwick. Koinonia, that's fun to say. <laughs> Koinonia. Christian, Christian community. Christian community is, yeah. Um, Francisco. I'll go on in on that for a second. I mean, Isaiah. We just were talking about it, right? Yeah, he's got a few things to say. He's got a few things to say. The mini Bible. <laughs> Our thoughts are not his thoughts. Our ways are not his ways. Yeah. So a lot of people fell away from Jesus' teachings because they wanted to stick to their thoughts and their ways. Yeah. And so this is tough to wrap your mind around, but Koinonia, Christian community, the goal of this is to be all together pursuing union with Christ and trusting his judgment. He is the true king. Yeah. I don't make these decisions. Yeah. He makes these decisions, and he's going to wipe every tear from our eyes. So, yeah, I see what you're saying there. I haven't arrived fully at where... You are, because I haven't been in Revelation as much as you probably, too. That <laughs> well, is a lot. That, that's a very common question, you know? what It is. When we get to heaven, will we know people? Will we know, you know, what about... Oh, yeah. Especially yeah. in student that's, ministry. that's hard to grapple with. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so tough to grapple with, but we're, we're pursuing unity with Christ and that he, again, uh, is the right judge, and he makes these calls, and his thoughts are not our thoughts, his ways are not our ways, and I think us maturing as Christians together in this way... Um, is is coming to that conclusion together? Yeah, that we're we love Jesus above all else, and and He's going to grind away uh, the the things that we think are correct and true, and what we should hold dear uh, that aren't remotely close to what we should have in our love for Him. So. Yeah, I think that's good. Yeah, I think that um, I don't disagree. Um, <laughs> hey, <laughs> yeah. finally. Um, I would just like to say it better. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I, I I agree with you. I think that there's um, some evidence. I don't. I think the answer is ultimately we don't know. Like we talked about earlier, none of us have been there. We don't. We don't know. And Scripture doesn't tell us specifically. Yeah. This is what it's going to be like. But we've get some really strong indicators that the troubles of this world will pass away, but that the former relationships of this world will be intact to some degree. Go to uh, Mountain of Transfiguration. Jesus up on the mountain, yeah. Peter, James, and John. Who shows up? Moses and Elijah. Elijah. And the apostles knew it was Moses and, and Elijah. And Moses and Elijah are there together. They knew that that was Moses and that was Elijah. So their identity, their earthly identity is still with them, and they were they were there together. Jesus is having a conversation yeah. with them about things that would be amazing to listen to. Um, think about uh, Samuel 28. Saul conjures up this this one is a bit of a head scratcher and we have to be careful with this because this is part of a specific narrative but but Saul conjures up Samuel Samuel's dead and Samuel Samuel 28 is like what'd you bring me back here for yeah. now Samuel was dead and clearly Samuel was in heaven right yeah. he's in heaven and he even though divination is restricted 
God allows it to happen. This is why we need to be careful with this because this is a very specific narrative over a very specific story. Right. But what it tells us is that Samuel knew who Saul was. And Samuel knew because of the conversation with Saul, what was going to happen. And Saul at this point was out of God's favor. And Saul's on his way out. You're, you're going to be with me tomorrow. This is what he basically tells Saul. So Samuel has the knowledge that Saul has dishonored and disobeyed God. And somehow he's in heaven and somehow he doesn't seem to have that sadness. So the, so what that does for us, and again, be very careful with this because that's not the normative probably, it is a specific story, but what that possibly indicates is that we may have former knowledge of our loved ones, but it won't produce pain because what is First uh, Corinthians 13, 12, what is known in part now will be known in full. When mm. God transforms us, he doesn't just transform our bodies, he transforms our thoughts. God has the knowledge of everyone that is going to hell, yet God is not filled with tears right? And God is not filled with pain. He understands justice. And so it's possible if we do, if we do, and I don't think we will because you got to contend with other scriptures, but to a person that even may interpret that they will have knowledge of a former person, that that doesn't mean that the knowledge you have now on earth of them going to hell will feel the same way of their of the knowledge they're going to hell in heaven because you'll have the justice of God, you'll have the understanding of God's justice, and you'll be in his presence, and he will take that which was bound and marred by sin, a mind, and he will He will make it right. He will transform it. Now, all that to say, I don't think that that's likely the thing. I think when Isaiah talks about, um, in Isaiah 65, and you talked about Revelation 21, but it mirrors language in Isaiah 65, verse 17, For behold, I create new heavens and new earth, and the former things shall not be remembered or come into mind. Mm. Okay, so that begs the question, what is former things? And if you do a word study, you're going to wind up with that says former things. <laughs> it doesn't really help too yeah. much. So you go one verse earlier. 16, so that he who blesses himself in the land shall bless himself by the God of truth, and he who takes an oath in the land shall swear by God of truth because the former troubles are forgotten and are hidden from eyes. Now, different word, so we got to be careful with this, but what that seems to indicate is precisely what you said, that there is going to be limited knowledge of the yeah. former things. And what likely John is speaking to in Revelation 21 is troubles. Yeah. And if you do remember someone and you remember their rejection of Christ and a life not lived sold out for him, you you and that that would be troublesome to you and therefore God will probably eliminate that. I mean that's what that says he's going to they're not even going to come into the mind. So God yeah. odds are that God is probably going to remove those things in us that would have produced pain, but even if he doesn't, and again we don't ultimately know even if he doesn't, I think there's still obviously not going to be pain because that's what the scriptures teach and the way that he might perhaps do that is to give us the understanding of his justice. And if we could understand God's mm. justice, yeah. we would be very satisfied with whatever decision he would make. Yeah, that's good. One more thing, um, Revelation 15, let me turn in here, just one more pro, we're going to have some knowledge in heaven. Um, this is uh, 
Revelation 15, we got all kinds of angels and plagues coming. Then I saw another sign in heaven, great and amazing, seven angels with seven plagues, which are the last for which uh, them the wrath of God is finished. And I saw what appeared to be a sea of glass. It keeps going with all of this kind of language. And then you get to, I think it's verse, down here, verse 3. And they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb. Now, if there's no prior knowledge of what, you know, was former, then why would we be singing the song, the song of of Moses? We know who yeah. Moses is. We know, um, in in the, and it goes on. The servant of God sang the song of um and the song of the Lamb, saying, "Great and amazing are your deeds, O Lord God, the Almighty. Just and true are your ways." And he goes on. And so there's strong indication in Scripture that we yeah. will have knowledge of the former things, but the former things that edified and glorified God, things that brought joy and, and happiness and peace and produced that fruit of the Spirit in us. And when the former things pass away, those are the former troubles of this world. Um, so we could say like the former things are sin and death and its consequences. Bingo. Mm. Yeah, that's a great way to summarize that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and this listener seems to say, since I have this knowledge, <clears throat> what do I do now? with those loved ones that haven't come to Christ yet, which yeah. has been a theme of, I think, people wanting to be discipled, and how do I reach my yeah. my friends and family who are yeah. lost right now because there's an urgency on them yeah. now? You know, being in student ministry, reports for the past, like, decade, it seems like, have had that heightened indication of kids these days <laughs> are experiencing anxiety, depression, stress, suicidal thoughts, taking their lives at such a... Um, rapid clip. Mm. It's insanely high. It still is. And so just been thinking about that this year too, going into 2023, like kids are, are contemplating taking their lives. The kids are dying. Kids are, mm. are, are in this depressed state. What do we do as a student ministry to get after them? Yeah. Um, so there's an urgency here as well to yeah. share with these people in we your life. We have the knowledge now. We have yeah. the knowledge it now. create an urgency. Um, yeah. Last night, um, I, I, was sacrificing football last night to, <laughs> to hang out with my wife, Liz. But I get an alert on my phone that the Monday night game has been postponed. And I'm like, what in the world could postpone oh, the game? Yeah. This was the Bills and the Bengals. It wasn't in Buffalo where they had a crazy blizzard, historic blizzard a few weeks ago. Yeah. I'm like, that has passed. Cincinnati doesn't have a problem. What's going on? I opened Twitter and this like 22-year-old athlete, one of the, probably the fittest people in our country, Took a hit to the chest. It didn't look like anything absurd or out of the out of the blue. Out of like it wasn't a weird tackle. He got on his feet and he just went cold, stiff, fell on the ground. I started tearing up. The whole team around them is, is tearing up, and you just had this moment of did we just lose a life? Mm. This guy, as of our recording, is in the hospital in critical condition. Yeah. They're performing CPR and trying to revive him on the field. Oh my! And. You never expect that to happen in a game, especially with the fittest athletes on the planet. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, whoa, there's a sense of urgency, even for the people there that are in tears. They're like, we might have just lost somebody. Yeah. A brother, a son, a friend, a mm. teammate. Um, you have no idea when that's going to come. So I don't know. I just have this personally, too, has been kicking me in the pants. Like, there's an urgency. If yeah. we're still in this situation with, um, in my context, a generation of students who are maybe ready to take their own lives, take something accidentally to, to, to 
rid themselves of some pain that they're experiencing, um, to urgently get in their lives and love them and serve them mm. and tell them the good news that we have the knowledge of. Yeah. So there's that as well. Some of this goes back to um, what we talked about a, a few podcasts ago when somebody was asking about, you know, do we have, as a church have a responsibility to read out, reach out to other churches that are preaching heresy? And, you know, if we know people that go to a church that preaches heresy, what do we do? And it's along those same lines that if you've got a loved one uh, that isn't in church, like what what do you do? Uh, you had your students uh, at Hope at Chipotle uh, as the good Lord would want. One of the bowls of righteousness. <laughs> One of the bowls of righteousness. <laughs> a, uh, this form, this past week, right? Yeah, last Sunday, um, Hope High went out to Chipotle. And you had a question come up there. You can go yep. ahead and share that because that kind of ties in with this sure. kind of second question uh, or thought. I yeah, yeah. Say. Had a student ask, um, what do I do? Because my grandma is attending a church, um, I don't know, in a different city, but nearby here, that in his words, is not really preaching the gospel, is more of motivational speaking. Um, You hear what you want to hear, your itching ears want to hear, and my grandma's there, and all those people in that congregation are hearing this every Sunday, not getting the gospel. And so I can't believe um, that any of them are really saved. So what do I do? How do I maintain my relationship with my grandma, but step into her life and go, you're not going to a gospel-preaching church That so therefore you don't have the mission to carry the gospel anywhere. Yeah. You're in a feel good seat. What'd you say? <laughs> <laughs> honestly, um, were you like? Uh... Honestly, he had three questions in this dinner, and this was the question that um, the leader in our ministry is closest to this this student. Mm. I let him handle this one. Okay, with him. yeah, great. He, he did a really great job. It was kind of that like what we talked about a few weeks ago. Yeah. You don't need to sit there and heckle the preacher, <laughs> no, and get in there and do that, and then um, this all ties in that sense. Make of your urgency, case against though. them, yeah. Like, um, and that's something that it is. It is strange, right? Because I, I, I don't know. I'll just be transparent. Like I, I sometimes lack that urgency to the point of action. Mm. And there's a sense of urgency, and then there's urgency to the point of action. Like when you were watching that game, now certainly yeah. you were limited. Uh, you can't do anything. You're, you yeah. know, forever away. You felt a sense of urgency, mm-hmm. but it produced no action in you. It couldn't in that moment. But even if you had been in that stadium, right there, there's there's urgency and feeling a sense of urgency because you know what the potential is. But to the point of action is where we need to get. And I sometimes will. I don't need to go beyond my own family. Yeah. my own family yeah. to to know that people are either not living their life uh, in a way that uh, honors the Lord, there's no fruit or there there's no faith at all. And if you've got if you've got no faith, that's a problem. And if you have dead faith, it's also a problem, right? There, and so all of these I can see, but it does it get me to the point of sitting them down and saying in whatever way fits for them. And that's, that's where I'd like to start. Um, if you've got Graham Graham that, you know, is going to this church, <clears throat> the way that you would maybe handle her is not the same way you would handle a, a, a student. Let's say if you got a student that comes to you and is like, Hey, I'm leaving hope and I'm going to XYZ church. Mm-hmm. You know, XYZ church is not, that's not good. 
you would handle them differently than you would probably handle uh, your grandma. Sure. Uh, and so part of it is you have to, to, to kind of really understand where the person is at. Yeah. Um, and how do you, how do you share that cliche saying, right? Truth in, in, in love. That's what scripture teaches. How do you share that truth in love? And some of, some of what I would recommend is really sitting back and observing for a little bit, which is an odd thing to say because there is an urgency, but we have to understand that God is in charge of the timeline and there's yeah. nothing wrong with sitting back, go to the church, go to the church for a yeah. little bit. Go, yeah. go see what's actually happening. If you haven't been there, you can't even you can't even begin to open it up. Even if grandma's telling you, well, here's what they preached on Sunday. Go to the church, watch online, do some investigation, and then go to the Word and compare the two. And if grandma is a, a Bible believing Christian, we'll say we'll use that general term again, uh, and you show her, listen, this is line up with the Bible, and she rejects that. There's there's nothing you can do, yeah. Beyond prayer, uh, you know. This uh, listener um, writes early that they feel a sense of sadness, but is that sadness producing anything? Is that producing a, a, a time of prayer or of fasting or or uh, consistent seed spreading? You know, inviting grandma to church. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Invite them to, you know, you come to hope. We preach the Bible here. Invite them. Invite them here, um, and then go. What was different? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, yeah. But I think it's yeah. really important that you understand what it is they're actually taking in. Like, don't mm-hmm. assume, um, because that that can go all kinds of all kinds of wrong ways. I I, I won't make an excuse, uh, but I'm sure it, the Lord has been gracious. And to date, I haven't heard anything from you or you or Bob or or, and the elders, uh, you know, haven't come to me and said any anything yet about preaching something that doesn't line up with Scripture. But I am not so arrogant to think that I won't miss something at some point. And so you may have heard Grandma's sermon, or Grandma may be telling you about a sermon, and and this individual could have just got something off. That's that's why it's really important. Mm, yeah. um, I've pre- I've been preaching for seven years now, going on eight years now, and if I went back and listened to, which I would never do, <laughs> because I would not want to punish myself. Like that, but if I went back and listened, I'm sure there's things that would change. Yeah, I'm sure I the worst sermon I ever preached, <laughs> and I know it to this day. And I did go back and listen to it because it just made no sense. Was I was preaching a, well, it was called Stand Firm. I think was the um, it was about the armor of God. You know, Stand Firm. Yeah, and I got to the shoes of the gospel of peace, and, and I came up with something that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I went back and listened to it. And I'm like, oh my, that's not even. I mean, it was. <laughs> atrocious not intentionally for some reason the lord wasn't letting that one sink in i couldn't get a handle on it yeah and who knows why he allowed that to happen um was it heretical no maybe not i don't think so no one knows because it didn't make any sense (laughs) like it just didn't make any sense so it's just really important they do your homework yeah um that you spend a little bit of time yeah making sure that you vet the church that you want to you know uh maybe uh, talk to the individual about, and in the case of this listener that wrote in this question today, let that sadness produce something. Uh, whether it's you know an actual conversation, which we need to do, we'll get into this a little bit in the serve and tell sermon, uh, as we do every year, or whether it's you know consistent prayer. 
fasting is something that we don't fast to get what we want. Uh, fasting is not just the removal of something, it's the replacement of something. But we see fasting as a biblical practice all throughout Scripture to get clarity on certain things, and there's something to that. Again, we don't do it to receive, uh, but but often you'll see that exchange. The Lord honors that. And, yeah. and so there's there's all kinds of things that, that you can do Excuse me. Beyond sitting them down and going, listen, uh, you're you're sitting under a heretic. <laughs> Don't use your debate club skills no. with grandma. Use <laughs> use what you've learned from the Sermon on the Mount with grandma. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I think it's good. Yeah, thoughts yeah. on that? Uh, I I want to say to what you just said a minute ago. You know, you're not perfect. None of us are. And our salvation isn't dependent on how perfect our church is. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Uh, and we don't want to paint this picture um, that you know we we don't want to call into question grandma's salvation. Yeah. Right. Um, we, we are told to judge trees by their fruit. Right. But you know, we, we talked about Bethel a few weeks ago. Yeah. We don't want to paint this picture that everyone that walks in the doors of Bethel is, is condemned to hell. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, there are, I'm sure there are faithful believers in all of these churches. Um, so we don't want to judge the believer on their church. That doesn't mean though we don't take action. Right. Yeah. It doesn't mean even like this sadness is is appropriate. No, it, it is of, very appropriate. Yeah. I, I I made me think of Romans nine where Paul is very sad over his Jewish comrades yeah. that are not believing the gospel. Yeah. He, he is heartbroken. That uh, like he's 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 saying like you you're. You know, you're Jews. the The law was given to you. The Savior was given to you, and you're rejecting it. Yeah. And he's he's heartbroken that now he's saying, "I'm going to go to the Gentiles because you guys have rejected it." But he's also tying it into God's master plan. Yeah. He sees it. He sees God's bigger picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that I think that even goes back to what you were saying a little bit when a minute ago um, about God's thoughts being above ours. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Um. Yeah, that's why I wanted to add that. Yeah. That'll preach. There it is. There it is. There it is. Um, any other thoughts on this? Thank you so much to this listener for sending this question in. We've been talking about a lot of, a lot of revelation stuff. It's been good. It's been very good. It's very interesting. Yes. Uh, last question and not uh, Bible related. Revelation quotes Isaiah more than any other book. Yeah. Look at this. So uh, you'll be... Uh, You'll get there. And, pe- and people have these questions. Uh, yeah, there you go. People have these questions like because it's such a strange, can't wrap my head around text. Yeah. Right? These these people that are writing about heaven are like, I don't know what's going on here. Yeah. <laughs> There's eyes on creatures. Oh, yeah. John. There's four heads on this creature. I don't think anybody was more confused than John. <laughs> yeah. Well, right after, I almost included this on Sunday, after the marriage supper of the lamb, John turns around and starts worshiping the angel. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the angel's like, get, get up. up. Yeah. Don't do that. Stop. I, he's very confused. And he does it twice in the book of <laughs> yeah. Revelation. There's yeah. another time where he starts worshiping the guy talking to him. He's like, stop it. I'm just a servant like you are. Yeah. I like that God makes sassy angels. Yeah. <laughs> Is that the name of the podcast? There it is. <laughs> Sassy Angel. I love it. What, what are you still doing here, guys? Go. Get up, you dummy. Yeah. Not, oh, my gosh. You're so confused. <laughs> well, poor John's just like, uh, now? I know. Or, who, so who confused. Is, right. <laughs> I can't imagine I that. love that that's included, though. That, like, the detail is still there. That like John's like worshiping this guy. <laughs> oh, like, man. Stop it. <laughs> Get up. Um, 
So on this uh, idea of resolutions, and you can feel free to shut this down. We can always edit this out. Um, beyond book and spiritual, uh, do you have any like personal resolutions? Like whether it's to, I don't know, whether it's you want to get back into bike riding, yeah. you want to, I don't know, learn a new technique on how to cut chicken. Is that what you do? <laughs> Is that that's, I, that's um, all I think? He wants to learn a Julianne chicken. <laughs> Julianne the chicken. <laughs> hey, we don't need another uh, name of the podcast. We got it. Sassy Angels. <laughs> um, yeah, I heard a great piece of advice before several months before the new year to start a habit a few months before the new year came. Yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. I started working out three or four days a week, and then yeah. it went up to like five days a week. So I'm already at, at this habit. Oh, Even you. today, yeah. I forgot my workout clothes, oh. and I was so mad. <laughs> I was like, I, I need to do this because I, I won't have the discipline. Just if I the just Goodwill. Go Ten just bucks to get the whole outfit. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, I need to wash them Bob first. always <laughs> has workout clothes underneath his normal clothes. It's like a Superman situation. Tearaways. Yeah. So perhaps you could Can borrow I borrow his... <laughs> Your Bob just ways. accidentally starts working out sometimes, <laughs> right? <laughs> what are you doing? Wall pushups. Yeah. Um, what are you What are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing um, high intensity interval training, yeah, and plyometric yeah. stuff. So nice. all like no weights. Are you going somewhere to do this? Just home, just home workouts. Yeah. You forgot your clothes, and but the, you work out at home. Oh man! Well, I'll do it this in a room. I'll up. do it a room in a room here too. Oh, you'll do it here if I, before I go pick up my son. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, that's why I forgot. <laughs> when did Liz kick you out? No. <laughs> <laughs> we'll edit this out. No, this is the best part. <laughs> what room? I am just Anywhere now finding out used. that Chad works out at the church. Your office. <laughs> where he's at from 10 to 2 p.m. That would explain all the stains on the carpet. Yeah, why is there blood in here? <laughs> You're puking. Dial the intensity down a little yeah. bit. So so what you do is you change in your clothes here. Yeah. Are we all gone or are we here? Uh, usually some, maybe somebody's here. Is it when you're practicing your sermons? <laughs> That's when he's in prayer. We're going down to the East Wing to pray. And then, and then we hear two more and three and four and five. And six. Good job. There's, there it is. It. Wow. That's what you got to do. So you're using the Sassy Angels workout plan is mm -hmm. what you're doing? Yep. So you got one of our TVs. I just want people to know that we're paying you to work out. That's what I want. It's not It's not then. I don't care. Not. I could care less. You, you guys are both wonderful workers. Oh. Um, so it's at the end of the day. No, I don't care when you do it. Um, well, this is good. How, you, how are you feeling? I mean, are you what are feeling you, what's great? The goal here is it is it health? Is it uh, are you trying to get stronger, more endurance, or is it just you got you got Ledger? You want to be able to run around with him when he's yes, yeah, all of the above. Yes, yeah. So, well, me and Liz will do our own phrases for the year to kind of do what's my theme of my personal yeah. goals. And yeah. so mine's been vitality. So nice. she's asked me like three times, she's like, what's your word again? I'm like vitality. And then she's like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I'm like, basically. Maybe her word should be vocabulary. Avarice. <laughs> yeah. What's yours again? Vocabulary. <laughs> right. Yeah. Don't so, you say that, Chad. So Liz, like, we love you. We know you're smart. Yeah. <laughs> she's so brilliant. I'm, I'm she like, to me. To <laughs> no. Not when he's on. <laughs> 
shit like, enough of that voice. To me, vitality means <laughs> a once. consistent endurance. Yeah. Consistent feeling good. Consistent health. Sounds like a youth group. Stacking habits. Name. Yeah. Never <laughs> a youth name. That was youth a youth group name in 98. Uh, well, that's when sure. I was banging the streets <laughs> back in 98. Um, so is the plan to just keep doing this or is this where you're starting and you're going to move on to a different type of workout? Yeah, probably do this for like eight weeks. And you then... like to run. Didn't you run for a little while? Oh, yeah, but it's too cold. Yeah. yeah I can't yeah. run around the church in here. So You can. Then people will find me. <laughs> <laughs> Just running up and down the hall. What are you doing? I'm praying. <laughs> up and down the baptismal stairs. Bare spots on our carpets. <laughs> That's the Chad path. Oh, man. That's good. Yeah, I'll run uh, when it's nice out. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, and then yeah. get up into some weight training eventually. Yeah, nice. But this for now. Yeah. Well, we'll know the weight training started when I start to find dumbbells in this room because all your other stuff lines up in this room. <laughs> <laughs> so I stare at a rack of youth t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> what was in here the one day? Oh, I forget. Oh, basketball hoop. Yeah, you and I and Mutchugal. Right. Yeah. I was like, Chad just, Arcade just games. does what he wants. He's the honey badger of workers. <laughs> <laughs> he just goes for it. Uh, what about you? What do you got going on? I'm gonna figure out how this watch works. Yeah, that's uh, by I the end of the year. I would give up on that. I don't. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, th- hopefully, it'll just tell me how it works. I think that's the the TikTok of watches. Like <laughs> at your age, there's no way you're figuring that out. Just understand other people like it and they yeah. use it, and it and, tells they, time. and then you have one, and so you look cool from yeah. a distance. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't give that watch too much information. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> I might make a rule that's not allowed here at the church. It was for my wife. I don't. Maybe this is all feeding back to her. It's gonna wind up getting off your wrist and crawling on the chads and being like it's workout time <laughs> go to the east wing <laughs> go to neil's office yeah do you have anything that you're i know you're yeah, into bike riding I, a little bit or yeah i you've been on a fitness track for a while yeah i started last year i gotta um, tell you on uh sunday I, you know as i watched from home um you were looking trim looking yeah, yeah i lost 25 pounds last yeah, year you look great yeah was that a new shirt christmas shirt uh, what was I, I always wonder that the Sunday after Christmas. I I was wearing. Yeah, Brown. this is a new. This is a Christmas shirt. Yeah, it looks very Christmas. Yeah, this is new. This yeah. was a Christmas gift. I think you ironed that. Uh, it needs to be ironed. It was not ironed. Oh, it looks. Yeah, it looks ironed. Oh well, it's probably because it's new. But you're like I am, where you wear the long sleeve shirt, but then you roll the sleeve up. Yeah. Why don't we do that? Why don't we just wear short sleeves? I don't like button down short sleeves. I don't yeah. like them. Okay. I don't like how they feel. I don't like how they look. It's yeah. a Gen X thing. What's that? It's a Gen X thing. Is that what we do? Yeah. We're just screaming. We're I'm not Gen to X. I'm in the I'm in the gap. You're, Are you? I, I, yeah. Between the X I'm, and I'm, the I'm the between. You're yeah, a boomer? The seven year. No. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm of the depression era. <laughs> you look great. I'm pre-war. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I'm. Uh, 25 pounds is a lot. That's, yeah, that's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Um, I'm riding my bike. I want to. I want to try to do a century this year. A century is a hundred miles on the bike. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's that takes a lot of prep work and a lot of a lot of time to work up to that. Um, Sometimes yeah. it throws me off because during the summer, uh, I'll come in. And yeah. you're here. Sometimes I'm here first. Sometimes you're here first. It all kind of depends. Um, but I'll pull in. and I'm like, oh, yeah, no, nobody's here yet. <laughs> and then I walk in, and Mark's showering in the bathroom. <laughs> That has no shower, and I walk in and it just smells like hot bike. Hey, that's oh, yeah. my thing. 
And then I walk out, and then his bike is next to the other oh, crap yeah. you've left in the office. Still smoking. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> that bike you have is unbelievably light yeah. and unreasonably uncomfortable. <laughs> well, no, it's not. You that seat. That seat. Well, yeah. <laughs> you wear uh, the gear. Yeah, like yeah. if you do like something like 100 miles, like you have to have a really hard seat. Okay. Because a, a soft seat will eventually just work against you it, in the way it's it's – it's not intuitive but yeah yeah. like the hard seat actually is what you need for like those long rides yeah oh boy yeah i rode it around the parking lot you did your bike yeah how do you think he knows what it feels like if it's in the church it's mine (laughs) i know Chad rides it all the time contract (laughs) (laughs) Chad's always working out on it (laughs) that's right yeah uh no it was years ago okay i was like can i try this oh yeah yeah. and you were like yeah and so i took it outside and uh you got to have the padding yeah like the padding in oh, the shorts man. and all that yeah it was mm-hmm. it seemed fast though yeah but then the tires seemed too small i didn't feel safe oh yeah it takes a while to feel comfortable yeah i mean because you're yeah. next to cars on the road with yeah. this thing it takes a while to get comfortable yeah. but once you're comfortable it, it's fine so what's the you got more weight loss goal is that uh another 25 another tw- really yeah wow yeah. So what would that, do you mind saying, what would that get you? That would put me to, I'll just say this, that will put me to my wedding weight. Oh, okay. When I got married. I eventually made it to that wedding. Was, <laughs> was Neil very, was invited. I and... was very late. <laughs> so we had a family crisis going on, legit. And I walked in late. To, I missed this entire ceremony. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't performing the wedding. At all. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I was just uh, just here to party, just there to sign the document. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, I was at. Uh, I walked into the re- wedding reception. As you guys were cutting the cake, <laughs> and you were cutting the cake right by the door. Yeah, and I think, it was a weird setup. Uh, yeah, I walked in and people started applauding. <laughs> And I was like, I'm very used to this, but uh, it just seemed inappropriate. Okay, I feel like this is Brandy's day. <laughs> Thank you for the cake. And then your reception was beautiful. Yeah. Boiling hot. It was the hottest day of the year. Hottest day of the year. It was 102 degrees that day. And there were, that room probably comfortably yeah. sat 75 people. Yeah. And there were 1,500 people at yeah. your reception. Well, we had it at Sweetwater Landing, which yeah. is, is that what it's called? Anyway, at Rocky River at yeah. the trailhead there for yeah. the Metro Parks. Beautiful. And the idea was, yeah, people would walk around the marina and be outside, and be outside, and yeah, it flows no. right out to the deck. And but it was 102 degrees yeah. out, and nobody, this, yeah. nobody wanted to go outside. No, well, who, why would they? Yeah, it was too hot. Yeah, you, so we're, we're all dressed in suits. Yeah, and, yeah, and it, it worked. Yeah, it so. was something else. That's <laughs> right. Well, it was beautiful. Forties <laughs> in the bag. Wow. Yeah. Episode forty. We shall return next week. If you have questions to submit, and we could use some questions uh, as we took a break. Our listeners, I think, took a break from uh, writing questions in as well. Uh, But submit your question to uh, podcast at hopechristianchurch.com, or you can uh, text your question to 440-HOPE. Two, 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 and certainly nothing is off limits. Thank you, Pastor Mark. Thank yeah. you, Pastor Chad, for being here. Thank you. You guys will be here in perpetuity. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And we yeah. will see you next week. See you. Bye.